All right, well, let's pray to begin. Let's start with Jesus. We already have, but let's just keep our hearts focused tonight on the reason we're here, on the reason for this season, not to be corny, but just to remind ourselves that we are in the middle of Jesus, 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 Jesus. We're hearing about him in stores that you don't usually hear about him in. We're getting to hear his name said. We're singing about him. Little kids are singing about him, and they may not have parents that are teaching him about him, but we are in the season of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father, tonight. God, we just set our heart and our mind and our attention on you. We come before you, God, humbly. We come before you boldly. We come right to you, Father. And we thank you for this time together, Lord. Father, I just thank you that you would just come in and rest. Holy Spirit, just rest on everyone in this room. God, I thank you for your peace that is just coming in like a wave right now, Father. I thank you, Father, for your peace that stays. God, I thank you for peace that surpasses. Father, we thank you for peace that rests. God, we thank you for peace that infiltrates. Father, we thank you for peace that consumes. I just see homes filled right now with peace in Jesus' name. I see relationships with filled, filled, filled with peace, words of peace being exchanged in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this gift, Father. We just lift you high tonight, Lord. We lift you high, God. Again, just, just focus even right now. Focus your heart in. Find his face. Find his eyes. We love you. We love you, God. We're so grateful, Father. We glorify you, God. We love to look at you. We love your eyes. We love your face. We love your expressions. God, tonight is about you, God. All we need, Father, is an encounter with you, Jesus. So we set our gaze, we set our gaze on you tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, well, as you know, we are in our Chasing Carrots series, and I am excited tonight to be piggybacking on Pastor Alex's message on perfectionism, which is quite ironic, if you know me. <laughs> and I was, I don't know about you, but incredibly blessed by Pastor Alex's message. And he talked about, if we just do a quick little recap, he talked about the path of peace as opposed to the path to peace, the path of peace. He talked about not allowing the four Ps, places, pace, problems, and people to determine your peace. And it came down to the idea that when we bend towards perfectionism, perfectionism itself, perfectionism, the ism, can steal your peace. And we know that anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. We've heard that one before. Anything that costs you your peace is too expensive. So the ism of perfectionism and that bend, which we're going to talk about tonight, is one of the things, especially during this time of year, that can steal peace. So we're realigning in this season and in this series of Chasing Carrots on focusing on Jesus, realigning, 
and getting our hearts set so that we can run into the holiday season with that peace that is ours, that peace that stays, that peace that rests, that peace that inhabits. You guys have all felt that before. Peace that comes and goes versus peace that inhabits and is there to stay. And that's the whole purpose of this series, is to embrace what we need to embrace to allow that peace to inhabit our lives and stay. So I found a story that I think perfectly captures what Pastor Alex was trying to get across and then did get across on Sunday. And this is a story of a 90-some-year-old woman who was moving from her home. Her husband had recently passed away, and she was moving into a nursing home. And this is how the story goes. After many hours of waiting patiently in the lobby of the nursing home, she smiled sweetly when told her room was ready. As she maneuvered her walker to the elevator, I, the caregiver, provided a visual description of her tiny room, including the eyelet sheets that had been hung on her windows. I love it, she stated, with enthusiasm of an eight-year-old having just been presented with a new puppy. Mrs. Jones, you haven't seen the room yet, though. She replied, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Happiness is not something you decide Happiness is something you decide on ahead of time. Whether I like my room or not doesn't depend on how the furniture is arranged. It's how I arrange my mind. I already decided to love it. It's a decision I make every morning when I wake up, and I have that choice to do so. Is that not good? It's not how the furniture is arranged, but how I arranged my mind. I love that. So perfectionism, again, is something that I have honestly battled majorly in the past and have had extreme levels of breakthrough in in the last couple of years. I am still on the journey of full breakthrough, <laughs> but it is something that I have um, definitely been healed of. In a, a, a large amount of my heart has been healed in this area. And I'll never forget, uh, this again has been a f quite a few. I think it was probably five years ago, I was up at the altar and Pastor Alex told me I had to go to school with marker on my face. <laughs> because I was talking to him about this intense feeling inside of me, like I, I just cared so much about what people thought. And he was ministering to me at the altar and said, I want you to go to school with marker on your face. So that gives you an example of, you know, <laughs> the level that he thought I had to go to to get over this. <laughs> but isn't it too good that when we're hungry for Jesus, we let him do the work in us? <clears throat> and I think that is something that we as a church can even say. We're even having this series because of our hunger for Jesus. We're hungry for him, so we open up our hearts and let him come in and do a work in us. I was with a group of people a while ago, and somebody brought up the Passion Translation of Psalm 105, verse 18. It says, God's promise to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. How good is that? God's promise purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. So in this area of perfectionism, if it's something that you have maybe dealt with in the past, 
then I would encourage you that it may be time to open up your heart to God and let him do a work in this area, which I know the people sitting in this room are hungry and want that and are hungry and hungry and hungry and hungry and that, sorry, and that hunger is, is allowing you to open up to him. If you feel like you're closing off to him ever, remind yourself of your hunger. Remind yourself of your thirst and plug in and see that satisfied hunger begin to accelerate and accelerate and accelerate your character development and your transformation. And we will see the manifestation of dreams out of that place of transformation. So my story, again, it's been, it's been going through this perfectionism journey. And recently, the father has turned up the heat in the incubator when it comes to this in my life. Um, I work for a company that there's two of us running probably the job of, I would say, about seven people, which means that my favorite little lane that I'm good at, I can't stay in. I've had to be graphic designer, account manager, hunting down sales, which if you know me, like can't sell anything to anybody. <laughs> and this has been a couple years of God intentionally throwing me into things that I'm horrible at just to uproot <laughs> this problem of perfectionism because I cannot graphically design as well as Mike and Kate can. So I'm in this position where I have to do it and I'm comparing myself and my work and the product of my labor to a professional and going, well, it's gonna have to work. But in the past, that would have literally like pained me to show anybody. I had a rhema one time because when I was five, <laughs> again, this is again a problem that I've had breakthrough in. Let me tell you, when I was five, my mom got me some sort of paint by numbers thing. And I was, it was like dip the brush in water, you know those, and then paint the picture. So I was dipping and painting, and I kept glancing over at the cover of the book, which was laying beside me. I had like a rip out page, work page, and I kept glancing over at the cover and looking at my version of the watercolor and thinking, what is your problem? <laughs> and that came up in Arema. It's amazing how God will bring these things to the surface so we can heal and see how irrational that is. So, I believe Jesus has loving me, lovingly brought me through this season, and I hope tonight that we can bring some clarity into uh, ways that we can embrace the good and uproot the bad. So, the pattern with perfectionism that I have found is that we are most vulnerable. We will lean towards perfectionism when we're most 
vulnerable to shame. We'll lean towards and cross the boundary into perfectionism when we are most concerned about what people will think. Now, this is, was difficult for me to decipher in my brain because I love things to be done well. I love excellence, and it was this battle in my mind. I also am like a heaven invades earth kind of girl. Like I want, I, 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 I study the perfection of heaven, and I want to see it manifest in earth. I love that concept of heaven on earth. Like that is, I, I talk to myself about heaven on earth all the time. Jesus and I talk about heaven and earth all the time. So I have this reality of the perfection of heaven and then bringing it down to earth. And I'm like, so basically, God, perfectionism is good. <laughs> Perfection is God. We are attracted to perfection and excellence because that's him. He is perfect. <laughs> it says in the word that he is perfect love. And we know that we're wired for love and we're specifically wired to be loved by God. So there's an earnest craving on the inside of us for perfection. There's an earnest craving for excellence. Oftentimes the issue is misplacing the source of that desire. Perfection isn't a place or a perfect Christmas gathering or a perfect relationship. Perfection is only God, it's Jesus. And perfection personified was Jesus on earth revealing the character of God. Revealing the Father's nature on the earth. So we are drawn to perfection for a reason. Wow, look at that art. Like when the artists paint up here, it's like, oh, you can feel, oh, that's perfection. We say that. Oh, oh, this food is just perfection. We're drawn to this idea of excellence because that's who our Father is, and that's what we were made to crave. The issue is when a pure desire is misplaced for a fear-based desire, which is where the ism comes in. We, we crave perfection. It's when we cross over from purity into fear that that becomes a crutch. Perfectionism, perfectionism. Perfectionism says that everything I touch must be perfect. And we do this to avoid shame, criticism, judgment, blame, and ridicule. Everything I touch must be perfect to keep me safe. A famous psychologist has been known to call perfectionism a worthiness crutch. 
Am I worthy? And we go through life. Am I worthy? Well, if I can do this Christmas dinner perfect, I'm worthy. If I can get the coolest gift at the party and the recipient loves my gift the most, I am worthy. And we use this perfectionism game as a crutch. And here's what happens. There's two things that happen when we're using the crutch of perfectionism. Number one, your bravery is stunted. And number two, your creativity is stunted. Your bravery and your creativity are hurt when we fall and lean and bend towards this perfectionism thing. There are so many, Christmas is, is, is an incredible time of year, but there are so many opportunities in this, at this time of year to lean towards perfectionism. And here's what God has shown me in the last couple years, and it's helped me tremendously. Resetting your motivation to love. And here's what I mean. When you have something before you, let's just flow with this Christmas dinner idea that's in my head. I think it might be something I'm stressed about. <laughs> when you have something before you, reposition your heart. Stop. When you feel yourself hurrying and you feel yourself, or oh, the napkins are going to be, and the things and the, and the drinks are going to be placed here with the cutlery two inches apart. I'm not that crazy, but <laughs> you know what I mean. We have this thing before us, and we're thinking about it and analyzing it and trying to make sure it's perfect. Stop and align your heart with love. I'm doing this dinner to love my family. I'm doing this so that this person can encounter the excellence of heaven and have revelation that God is perfect and that things that he breathes on are perfect. I'm doing this so that these two people who have a tense relationship can have healing because they're going to encounter an environment that's so friendly and welcoming. Realigning our hearts towards love. That has to be the motive. And I think, honestly, I can honestly say, I think this will help you. It's helped me tremendously to stop and realign to love. When I'm working and I have to do this graphic design, I, God, my heart here is that somebody that needs you, somebody that needs to encounter our company is going to come across this and think it's awesome. And I'm designing this with all the love in the world for that person. Instead of saying, I am doing this because I need people to acknowledge my talents and my gifts, and I need them to make sure that I'm protected and I feel loved, and we all know how that goes. So it's about service to others, service to God, glory to God, rather than service to self. And you will find so much, I, I, it's the concept of love. You will find freedom in love. You find freedom, why? Because perfect love casts out fear. All perfectionism is, is fear. All perfectionism is, is trying to protect yourself because you're afraid of something. Because you're afraid someone's gonna see who you really are. Because you're afraid someone's gonna say you're not good enough. We have reason to believe those types of things. 
people, your ramas are real, those lies that happen to you, I'm not trying to diminish them. There's reason that you're, there's reason that we feel the way we feel. There's reason we feel we have to put barriers up. But perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love is the only thing that can hit this perfectionism issue. Excellence wants to see God in things. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. We want to see God in things. I don't know about you, but I, I love when I see excellent things. I love when I see businesses ex excelling. I love when Caleb comes home and tells me that one of our guys had like a killer day. I, like I'm just like, yes, excellence, yes, excellence. I love it. Why? Because I just want to see God. And when you see excellence, you're seeing God. God. And it takes that blessed, pure heart to see God. So when, we're, when we come to a fork in the road, when we definitely want to produce excellence, but we don't want to veer into perfectionism, it's about realigning and saying, love, what does love say? What does love do? Because I know that the purity of love is going to see God. The pure heart, blessed are the pure, for they will see God. The pure heart of love will see God. So if you crave perfection in things and you crave excellence, just continually, it's honestly helped me so much to realign, realign to love. Realign to love. So I have three questions. Three questions for you for this Christmas. The first question is, and I want you to think about these things as we move forward throughout the season. Remind, write them down or what, put them in your phone, whatever you have to do to remember these, or if you have a perfect memory, good on you. <laughs> but question number one, in this Christmas season, am I consciously turning towards love? They say keep your eyes on the prize, right? What I would say, why I, I struggled to get breakthrough in this area, like maybe three, four, five years ago, number one, I was in school and that was intense. And you have marks before your eyes all the time, like a status of how good you are all the time. <laughs> like where'd my one point go? I think why I struggle with breakthrough and why the last two years have been so victorious in this area for me, and I'm just sharing this from the bottom of my heart for your breakthrough, because I couldn't have done it without the goodness of God and the patience of mentors. <laughs> they say keep your eye on the prize. Now, I was guilty of focusing on the issue, so my prize became more perfectionism. My eye was so focused on, I gotta get, I gotta get over this, I gotta get over this, I, gotta, I know this is wrong, I know this is stupid, I, I gotta get over this. And I'd question myself, was that perfectionism? Was this perfectionism? I don't know, was it per I think it was perfectionism. And you just continually stay so focused on it, that becomes more of what you see. 
it says keep your eye on the prize. So if we really want to get breakthrough in this area, we have to gaze on what we want the prize to be. And that, the breakthrough that I've received and, and the best revelation I can give to you tonight is that the prize, no matter if it's perfectionism you're dealing with or not, if it's something else, just apply it here. The prize is perfect love. To have the manifestation of perfect love in your life is the prize. So when we're, when we're, when we're dealing with things <laughs> and when reality is taking place in our life, keeping our eyes on the prize looks like perfect love. Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. This message tonight is so simple and you all have heard probably every single word of it, but perfect love casts out fear. That's what I have to say to you this Christmas. Embrace and set your eyes on perfect love. What, I don't know how that looks for you. Whether it means meditating on the goodness of the Father, on the face of the Father, whether it means reading how Jesus responded to people in Scripture, whether it just means meditating on your rhema truth, whatever it may mean for you, keep your eyes fixed on that prize. Perfect love, perfect love, perfect love. The other stuff doesn't have room when our eye is fixed on that, and that becomes the manifestation of your efforts. So question number one, am I turning towards love? Question number two, are you encountering love or are you just hearing about it? So am I encountering love or am I just hearing about it in church? Am I just hearing about it tonight? Thank you so much, Ben. Last time I wonked big time on my object lesson, so today we are stepping it up a notch. <laughs> I am so not an object lesson type person, but <laughs> hopefully this works. So am I encountering love or just hearing about it? Guys, we need daily encounter with him. <laughs> That's it. It solves everything. An encounter with the perfect love of a father, of the best father. We can work to identify ourselves based on performance, and it is easy to do that. But we will only find perfection in ourselves when we hear the truth. Because God only speaks perfection. So the truth, your rhema word, the truth that he is speaking over you is perfection. It is going to fill that craving for excellence. Is that encounter with God. You can come to church and hear me talk about this, but it will not have the same effect just going in your ear. I believe for weight tonight and God's anointing for breakthrough in your life, and I strongly encourage you to piggyback on what you're hearing and actually go encounter on your own. And honestly, that's what he is all about. <laughs> he waits for you. He's excited to talk to you. That's what he is all about. And I believe that, so, okay. <laughs> uh, when I was young, 
These are basketballs. Got the orange ones. When I was young, I played basketball for 10 years. And uh, I was young. And my shots looked like something like that. <laughs> and my dad would take me out into the driveway. It felt like to me every day. And he'd drag me out into our driveway, and he'd play me one-on-one. -on -one. And then we'd practice foul shots. And then more of this would, oh, whoops. <laughs> more of that would happen. And I'd be like, Dad, this is just, can I go in now? Can I go in now? I'd always say. He'd be like, no, come on, one more. <laughs> one more. And we would practice out there for hours. Our driveway had tar, so my hands would be black when I came home. My mom would be like, stick them up <laughs> when I came back in the house. And honestly, I, I, I have clear memories of those times. And I got hung up on whether I was making the shot all the time. And the reason my dad had me out there was not to make the shots. It was to spend time with me. And I had a rhema moment with the father where I realized in life we're so focused on making the shot. And he just wants to hang out with us. He wants to walk you through things. He wants to be there beside you when you learn, when the purging's happening, when the work in you is happening, when you're confronted with things. And we're so focused on making the shot. And I think I started playing when I was five. Like, the hoop looked like that. <laughs> Who cares? He didn't care. It's all about encounter with him and time with him. He's Emmanuel. He is God with us. That's what he cares about. And I am encouraging you tonight to set your heart towards love, number one, in terms of resetting and aligning our motives and our priorities. But number two, encountering love. Perfect love, perfect love, that's it. That's all we need because when there's no fear, there's victory. When there's no fear, there's dreams. Manifest. Perfect love, when there's no fear, there's anxiety. Perfect love casts out all the junk that you may be dealing with. So are you, question two, are you actually encountering love? encountering love. And the last question, and then we'll close, is are my expectations in alignment with the gentle nudges of the Father? Are my expectations in alignment with the nudges of the Father? And what I mean by that is we are called to believe. 
We are called to have faith for things. We're called to expect God to show up and have faith, faith and believe. The problem is I think sometimes we set our expectations out of our driver mode ambition head down without acknowledging if it's even the direction we're supposed to go in. And I believe that God is so merciful and gracious and that he's not, I say this all the time, he's not a drill sergeant, left, right, left, right. That's not what he's, that's not what I'm talking about. But if we all stop and really think about it, we know when Holy Spirit is nudging us and we can feel, we can feel peace in the directions that he's prompting us to go in. And the tender, he's so kind about it, the tender nudges that we feel, oh, maybe not that way. <laughs> Come on back over here. So are my expectations in alignment with the nudges of the Father? Because in Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, the instruction of the Lord is perfect. Reviving the soul the instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. There's another verse, I can't recall the reference right now, but it says, wisdom from heaven is first of all pure and peace-bringing. Peace-bringing, peace-bringing. So when we have revelation of this is God and simplify it, simplify it, like literally bring it down, not should I be an astronaut, Bring it down to, Holy Spirit, what gift should I give to Joe? <laughs> the instruction from the Lord is perfect. So then you know what? We can have expectation that Joe's going to love it. Because it's heaven revelation. Instead of the hustle and bustle and fussel, from the poem, the hustle and bustle and fussle. Is fussle a word? No. Okay, because it kept spell checking on my. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Just right, my life, hey, if Jess said it, it's true. <laughs> the hustle and bustle and fussle, which we can get head down and just driver mode, right? And then we're like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. But meanwhile, we're not consulting with Holy Spirit ever on if it's even what we should be doing. So I have confidence that you can expect things when it's in alignment with the Father's heart and the nudges and the direction for your life. But I also love what Pastor Alex said, which is something that I'm working on about being content and lowering your expectations of people. We can have high expectations of the Father where we misplace this like he was talking about was having high expectations of people. You can hope for that, but you can't expect that. You can encourage that. You could create environments like pastors, environments here where you can expect better than out there <laughs> and hope but I think where that expectation void comes in and where failure and disappointment can happen is when we have too much 
hope and expectation in a person other than God. In a place, in an event. How many of you have ever said, after this, then I'll have peace? Right? After this party's over, then I'll have peace. After Christmas is over, then I'll calm down and de-stress. <laughs> when we're going through life, following the tender nudges of the Father and staying in alignment with him, that's when we can expect him to show up and show off big for us. And that's my prayer for you this Christmas, is that you would, number one, just encounter him, go play hoops with him or whatever you want to do with him and focus on the time that you're spending with him, encountering. Again, it's simple. You all have heard this before. But that, that is the only way really to have breakthrough and overcome, especially in the area of perfectionism. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that your life was impacted by this service and you are able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus or you've known about him but been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on the cross so that you could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. If you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then just repeat this simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Savior and my Lord. Help me believe in you and love you every day and help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. All of our Light City family are joining with heaven and celebrating over the commitment you have just made to make Jesus the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey. And most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we would love to send you with some easy steps on where to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you real soon.